0: Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm Thank being, you for. Huh? I'm being elated by by my hellos. I'm <laughs> um, I, 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 I'm reaching back into my um, uh, middle school, or as it's called in, in Canada, um, not not middle school, senior public school, uh, 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 acting that that I did uh, when I was uh, when I was on a, in, in some plays. Dude. Wait,
1: so you're you're just pretending that you're glad to see me? I'm 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 I can't I'm not following you.
0: I can't well, I mean for the listeners, let's not you know, I how, how about this? I can't actually see you, just so you know.
1: well, I, right. Right. Well, not as far as I know.
0: Not as far as you know. Um, but but I am I am happy to I'm ha- happy to talk to you, but then then your your hello was so um so joyful that I wanted to <laughs> I wanted to one up that hello with uh, a <laughs> With a hello. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> and I don't know why. I Don, I can't tell you why. I don't know. I I I you know, there are nights where um where where I I sleep really well and I feel up I wake up feeling very rested. Today is one of those.
1: Like, oh, well good.
0: Yeah. I. we went to bed like early last night, like ten thirty and and, and I've been so what's been happening here at uh, Casa Chapman or Shea, Shea Chapman as it's known in mm-hmm. uh, in French can- Canadian uh, <laughs> is that uh, uh, some son number one, the elder son, uh, he's he's back to school uh, this week for uh, a, 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 like back to school in person and it's a very odd situation. so he he went back to school Monday and Tuesday. He everyone was virtual on Wednesday. He went to school yesterday and today. His school starts very early in the morning, like like military school early. Ooh. Yeah. So so he his his uh he's supposed to be in his class at 7.30. Um mm. and his school is not 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 to don't be creepy. Uh not you, Don. that's that's my message to others. Uh but he goes to school about 30 minutes away from where we live. Like it's not that it, it's it's a uh I don't know. 14 miles, but it's through the city, right? So there's street lights, and and it's not a mm-hmm. it's not not a freeway.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and so uh, so that means he he has to leave at um like 6:45, 6:50 in the morning. And and the reason why I'm so rested is because uh, Danny, I, I I it's inexplicable, but she she said I would love to drive Jack to school in the morning. Um, Whoa. Yeah. And, and every morning or every,
1: just this particular morning? Well,
0: every morning so far. Uh, I mean, huh. th- uh, four out of four. So so my, my responsibility is pick up in the afternoon, which is great because – um, that's at two, two 220, 225 whatever it takes, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm 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 fully awake by then. So <laughs> right, I yeah. see, yes,
1: yes. <laughs> so, so what you're saying, what you're saying, Ben, is that uh, your wife is more of a morning person, just, and you're you're more of a mid afternoon person.
0: <laughs> I've got a There's a there's a two hour sweet spot from about eleven thirty until one thirty, where I'm at my peak. Dawn. And then mm-hmm. after that, I might need a nap. Uh, but two o'clock, I've, I've, I've you know, I've, I've rolled through most of my day. So anyway, I'm I I feel very rested because, and and this it's like a, a well, let's call it the fallacy of uh, of sleeping in. So so the alarm goes off at about six fifteen. I hear the alarm. I realize that alarm's not for me. Then I go back to sleep, and it's like the most glorious hour and fifteen oh, minutes. Yes. Yes. Oh. <sighs> and then i you know so so going to bed early coupled with bonus sleep that that really it's i'm just you know tricking my body into thinking it's bonus sleep um i feel wonderful this morning so that's where my elated hello comes from
1: Wow. Well, that was uh, that was a lot more than I was expecting. So <laughs> I, I've been it, so this whole idea that we should make high school kids go to school early in the oh. morning. I'm just looking. I'm looking at Google Scholar here as you uh, Google Scholar here as you talk, and I can't find a, a good a good study. But but it is just it's really bad. I mean it's a it's a it's a cultural thing, and it's just, it's not good. We we know that when when kids are in that age, like uh, they're or or you know adolescent or pre adolescent, they need a lot of sleep and and they need that, like you, Ben. They need that. They need that <laughs> bonus morning sleep. It's True. So it would really make sense. And you know who you, you should send to school early in the morning is little kids because they're right? up. Young, younger kids because they're up. They love it. Yeah.
0: They're all about five thirty in the morning. Get them yeah. there. Get them there real early. Yeah. It. I, I. understand. And this is. Um. I. I'll. I'll admit I haven't done a whole lot of research into this. This isn't. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. Uh, school safety talk or uh, mm-hmm. sleeping talk, but um i understand that it has to do with the buses that that they mm. they, they like to get the 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 late, the, I don't know, the early kids, the kids that are on their own, they can get on the bus early. And then the kids that need a parent there. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. It's whatever. Like, I mean, I understand it logically, but it, but it's still, it's a trade-off right now. We've got a bunch of, right. I mean, what's,
1: what's more important, you know, whether, whether our adolescents get enough sleep or whether the buses run efficiently. I mean, it's a clear, it's a clear risk, risk
0: trade-off then it is. (laughs) It's exactly, exactly. And,
1: uh, and we don't, we don't want to have to spend too much money. Like to, we wouldn't want to have to have more bus drivers or buy more buses, no. you know, yeah. because that's just, that that's, gets really expensive. That's that, socialism, I mean, you know, Don,
0: that's <laughs> <it's> socialism <laughs> to have the the right amount of things for, for the people to use in an efficient way. it's that's just crazy talk. That's, I, that's what they, I think that they're calling that the green new deal.
1: Uh, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I'm so tired of hearing about uh, AOC and the Green New oh Deal. Oh my
0: gosh, yes, just, ter- just uh, so terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm. I, I feel I, I. I got up. I, um, I. I'm usually so the nine o'clock start for us over the last eight months is kind of perfect because mm-hmm. both kids are usually in their classes here with no, like my, my kids have, have gotten more casual as the pandemic has gone on, which is surprising. Cause I didn't think they could be any more casual, but Sam right now is in class wearing literally just his underwear. Um, like, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a camera on, but I know for sure if I walk out of this room, uh, I saw him this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, he's sitting uh, on a, on a couch uh, bundled up in a blanket uh, doing his, his Spanish, Uh, Class right now in in just his underwear and he's very comfortable. This is these are the things that we another trade-off Right, like I don't I don't feel like he needs to get dressed up to go to school right now because it's in my living room Uh,
1: Yes, exactly. Why not be comfortable? So I did I did actually find I did find a good looks like a good uh, article from um, University of Minnesota examining the impact of later high school start times on the health and academic performance of high school students a multi-site multi-site study so
0: Excellent, good. good, Yeah, good. so
1: we'll and it looks like uh, it does confirm my hypothesis. So you know, I always like uh, <laughs> I always like to find research that confirms my by preexisting biases. Perfect,
0: we can do that. That's what Google Scholar's for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, good. So, um, yeah, so that's that's going on. Uh, I I want to tell you that I um <laughs> I got that going for I got, me. I got that going for me. Um. Uh, I wanted to tell you that I went to my office for the first time, oh, um, in in a, in a long time for like a I, a, a, a elongated period of time.
1: I, well, I we, I knew you went to your office because I saw you. Yes, <laughs> I literally was watching you.
0: That's correct. That you were you you were being creepy and what and watching me. Well, well, wow, not not really, not um, really. So so we're I, I'm going to put a plug in for something cool that mm-hmm. um that I think I have. Let me see if I can uh, find a link. I, and if I can't, then I will get it to you in show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, there, they, we we are. Um, uh, I'm part of this group. <laughs> That's called a department, at, huh? At How the, does the university work at, at, at the at the uh, University of North Carolina at Raleigh, North Carolina State University? I think that's like our official name uh, at NC State University. I'm part of this. I'm part of this department uh, named uh, Agricultural and Human Sciences, and the uh, Human Sciences part of my department comes uh, from the historical Family and Consumer Sciences, um, and there uh, there is a uh, a speaking series um, called the Eloise Cofer, uh lectures, and Ooh. these lectures, uh, there's there's been a few of them, and I, in, in recent times, um, it, it's it's actually referred to. Let me, I, I do, I found a link. Don, I got it. Mm-hmm. So now cool. I've got all the right, the, I got the right names here. Um, so it is the Eloise S. Kofer Family Living Lecture Series. And uh, in, in recent um, history, uh, there, there have been um, – I think this is the third. So the first one that, uh, that I was aware of, that I was part of, was um, uh, uh, delivered by um, Vivian Howard, who is a, a wonderful chef here in North Carolina. She's a, um, a, uh, an alum, a alumnus of North Carolina State University. Uh, but she opened a, uh, a restaurant in Kinston, North Carolina, called Chef and the Farmer, and has this really, really wonderful PBS show called uh, – no, uh, yes, uh, A Chef's Tale, maybe? Uh, she has a PBS show, mm-hmm. Vivian Howard PBS show. Um so a couple of years ago, uh, I organized the the lecture. I, we rejuvenated this. There was some money sitting there, and I, I was interested in working with my department head, the uh, always awesome Carolyn Dunn, to uh, use these funds to, to, to sort of – um, relaunch our, our department because we were merged uh, with another mm-hmm. department. And so this was kind of like a, a showcase of the first year of here are the things that we're doing and let's have a public lecture and, and bring people in. Cause that's what you do in university settings, right? Is, mm-hmm. is, yep. is do yep. those things. Um, and then uh a, a, about uh, a year or 18 months after that one we we hosted Temple Grandin who is uh, is way famous um, mm-hmm. and she she delivered an Eloise Escofer a uh, living family living lecture so um on monday because we're in the pandemic and we we still want to do a, uh, something that, that sort of demonstrates that our that we still exist, right? Like, like the university is still happening. These are things that we would do in normal times. We're doing a virtual Eloise Escofer family living series on December 10th. Uh, and it's open to anybody who wants to, wants to join. So there will be links in the, in the show notes, um, and uh, our our um, speaker this year is Chidi Kumar, and she's a chef and owner of a restaurant in Raleigh named Garland, uh, and she was uh, nominated for a James, Beer Award, uh, James Beard Award, James Beard Award for best chef in the Southeast. And Chidi is just I, I've I've met I've I've now met her and hung out with her. Um, virtually and in person, um, uh, a few times over the last uh, few months. And she's just a wonderful person. And really what's the best part about this Don is she is super, and not just feigning interest. She is super interested in the science of safety of the things that she makes. And I love it. Yeah. Cool. So, so I went to, I went to my office, uh, for a few hours on Monday because, uh, Chidi was being recorded for, um, some video, um, Video content for that that lecture. So she's gonna give a lecture, and then she's got some video of uh, preparing some food. But you know, it's really boring just watching people prepare food that takes four hours. So we we shot it <laughs> and edited it down. Not not that Chidi. It, it's not not nothing um, about Chidi being boring because she certainly is not. But in general, just watching people. I believe there's in fact a cliche about watching, uh, pots boil. And in this, uh, uh, in this case, there was, there were pots boiling that people could watch. Um, so, so anyway, I, I went and, um, I was kind of the, I wasn't heavily into involved in shooting this video. We, we are limiting capacity in our kitchen facility. So I went inside of my office waiting to, for texts on whether they needed me for something, but The reason I'm telling you that is it was weird. I sat in my office for four and a half or five hours, and no one else was there. And it was, I'll tell you, it was not a welcome change from sitting at my home office. I, it, what, it I, was, it was not, it was not interesting. It was not. I could not wait. This was on, on Monday of this week. I could I, I looked at my calendar while I was there and I'm like, what am I doing on Tuesday? I know I'm at home. Do I have, do I have like downtime in my home office in front of the screens that I'm very happy with? at the desk that I love that I can walk downstairs and maybe make an omelet if I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> cause, cause sometimes you just need an omelet. Sometimes I need an omelet, Don. That's what I like to eat for lunch some days. And, hmm. uh, and, and I, and I, I, it was, it was weird. I, I also put on like real big boy pants and, uh, and and like a shirt, I wasn't wearing a hoodie. I didn't wear a baseball cap. All of those. Re- I think I'm going to have trouble going ever, ever going back, uh, in Mm. in, in any sort of consistent way. Like I, 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 there, there are lots of things about the pandemic that I do, do not like one thing that I have really, and, and it's funny, like three weeks ago, I needed a break from sitting at my desk all the time. And so then I had a nice little Thanksgiving respite and I walked around more and I sat in different parts of my house. Um, but but I, I it, it it didn't make me feel really good going back. It didn't. It, it was I, I. it was not a, wow. I'm so happy to be out of my home office. And and it hmm. kind of surprised me. I thought I I hmm. thought I would feel better about it. And it, so yeah, I don't know. Well,
1: <sighs> yeah. So so let me tell you. So so while you were talking, I did I did two things. And number one, I signed up to come. Oh yeah. The lecture. And number two, I gave you guys some money because oh. you asked nicely. So. Oh, well,
0: take, talk, uh, uh, well, thank you. Thank you for your service. Is that, did I do that right? I think so. <laughs> I'm not stealing valor.
1: Um, <laughs> so yeah, so, um, and, oh, but what I want to tell you is about what I did last night and it could, it, it, it could, it segues to, to talking about offices. So every year we have a holiday party. Um And this year we have a pandemic, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so we're not having a holiday party. Uh, but what we did was the graduate students organized a Zoom session, and we did a uh, – we used an app, and I forget what the app is called. Um, it's some some silly app name. Um, oh, maybe I, I don't know because I did it on – yeah, I did it in Safari. But basically – oh, I forget. It begins with a K – uh like crush it or cruise it or something i don't know um kablam it. uh, anyway we'll, we'll we'll find we'll find out what it is in a minute but it it, it was a it was a a quiz app right oh. and so you uh you know everybody's on zoom everybody has their personal they're they're on zoom with a computer they have a personal device and then they're looking at this the screen of the zoom call and they're looking at their personal device and then a question comes up and then you have to answer correctly and quickly and then you get points depending on whether you're correct or quick and it was it was a mixture of uh, chemistry of food food not they said they said food science questions really they were food chemistry questions which I complained about um, and then there was just like questions about Rutgers and then there was also just some some random questions about about food or the food industry and it was just a t- it was just a ton of fun right I mean it only took about an hour um, and it was just it was just a, just a just a lot of fun and and but and I could do it from the comfort of my living room where I could have a glass of wine and not have to worry about driving home afterwards because I was already home. Um, and, uh, but I, there were a couple of, there were a bunch of faculty members who dialed in, um, who were in their offices and I'm like, what? why would you be in your, I mean, I guess if they have to, you know, if they have to teach they can still do it online. So I don't know. I guess people have comfort zones and I've, yes. I've talked to people, um, to a, one faculty member in particular who was just like, I can't work at home, right? I just, I just can't. Yeah. It's like, I work, I, I work at work. It's like, okay, well, whatever. But, um, so anyway, I was just really, it was just a lot of fun and I just, uh, just really, really enjoyed it. And I'm, you know, I, I hope they do it. I, I hope they keep doing this, right? Cause it was, it was fun to get together with everybody, not everybody, but with, with some, some staff and some students and some faculty and just like hang, hang around and, and goof around. And the, the quiz show was nominally a chance for us to sort of interact. And it was, it was fun. Although I did complain about that, they didn't have any food microbiology questions.
0: The, well, hey, that you know that that happens, and you know how to you know how to solve that is uh, get a food microbiologist on the,
1: on the I, committee I've, next year. I've, I, one of one of my under, a lovely undergrad named Sarah Kane, who works in my lab, was on the call, and I volunteered her. I said, I said, <laughs> Sarah uh, would be happy. So to be the honest. organizer,
0: um, if you need some <laughs> micro questions, Sarah will help you with that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Good, good. Yeah, so it's it's funny you say that. There there are I've noticed this in Zoom. Um, sessions recently so uh yesterday actually we um we i say we the the royal we uh, i will put names to the we uh natalie seymour and and mary avalek and veronica bryant the my my uh my friends and and crew in um in hasop and variances we've been putting on virtual trainings for Um, Regulators over the last uh, few Thursdays. Uh, We just picked Thursdays. So it's not a, you know, it's not like it's HACCP training day or anything. But yesterday was a Thursday. And so the the four of us were, um, were putting on a uh, a, a virtual training session uh, for folks uh, in Buncombe and Haywood counties here in North Carolina. And there we've were... discussed bunkum before. Oh yeah, bunkum. Yeah, I think it was. In a sh- it was might have been in a show title. Uh, it, I think it, yeah. it might
1: have been uh, where, and it literally, it literally relates to, uh, to to the the phrase about bunkum. But it, anyway, I'm, yeah. I, I take you off your story.
0: No, 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 you're you're good. So, um, so we uh, uh, we we were, you know, we're we're doing this in Zoom, and it's a cohort of maybe uh, I don't know, fifteen or so people. And there's some folks that are at home, and there's some people that on on the Zoom. They're clearly in their office or in a office. Right. I mean, you know, in right. an office. Yeah, yeah. And and so and and you kind of like and it's like you said, it's it's about the comfort zone, right? Like you you don't always know what people have going on at home. Like we we're very fortunate. We don't right. have you know, We've got lots of space and and um and, and and it and it works. But but others may not have that have that opportunity um to to do so. But it also it's it, it's one of those like noted striking things now right like every once in a while as we're teaching there's a cat or a dog that makes an appearance (laughs) Uh uh which which is great and everyone's very excited like i think there was a dog that joined us all day yesterday and her name was luna and i i said hi to luna a few times um Mm -hmm. but but that's you know that's kind of the it, it will i i feel like as we move forward a year from now it'll be a trickle and and uh people will end up back in their offices and then might bounce back to home because they're more comfortable uh, with it and and i i'm i'm there like i i i'm i totally i totally understand in fact i had a conversation with a couple of folks in, in my group about whether it matters whether they live here like like right to do right. what we do first yeah. for a lot of things it doesn't I mean, you know, it, it, and, and I mean, here in Raleigh, here in North Carolina, um, here I think in the United States, here in the United States. Absolutely. <laughs> like, I think I, I encourage we're, we're, we're in the midst of, um, uh, thinking about doing some, some hiring for, um, for a gap in some of the stuff that we're doing. And and we've talked about like, you know, if, if we find someone who is well suited for this position and they live in Oregon, they can just live in Oregon. Like, like they don't, they don't need to come here. Um, mm-hmm. and we, we, and, in a. And i I think i I think I would have said those words a year ago. I don't think I would have believed them as much as I mm-hmm. do now. Yeah. Right. Like, like it, it would be like, well, let's try this." Now, I mean, after after a year, of this, I think, I'd be like, "Yeah, th- this is gonna be this is gonna be fine for for a lot of things going going forward." And I think it it opens up the the network and possibilities of of people. But for but like very much for me, I you know, I don't know. I think it's gonna be a a a. I, I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> That's so cute. yeah.
1: So real real time follow up. Um, episode eighteen of Food Safety Talk was Ooh. entitled "Bunkum." Um, eighteen. Episode eighteen. Ben. Uh, back in twenty twelve. You'll never guess how we opened the show.
0: <laughs> uh, problems with Skype. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the show notes. Uh, <laughs> First line of the show notes.
1: So good. Oh, oh and a more real time follow up. The the app that we used is called Kahoot.
0: Oh, there we go.
1: Spelled with a k, k a h o o t exclamation mark. And so I will uh will link to a Kahoot.it in the show notes.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Um yeah, so so we got that going on. Uh, <laughs> that's my, that's got that going for me. Got got that going for me. Uh yeah, so so exciting stuff we we're, we're in the midst I, you know, I've, I've mentioned this a little bit, but we're in the midst of, of now two, uh, research projects where we're bringing actual people to campus, Hmm. um, in the midst of a pandemic, not like actual participants. And, and I haven't, I mean, I've mentioned it. I haven't talked too much about, about the particulars, but so in a normal, and, and we've, uh, we've linked to to this in the past and I'll, we'll be sure to put it in our, our show notes again um, in the kitchen with Dinah um, Dinah the the Dinah Igor teaching and research kitchens the named place where um, I, I get to do a lot of research uh, we have three kitchens that are modeled after consumer kitchens and um, in when we're when we're humming Don when we're rolling mm-hmm. we can do I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say, say something crazy here, but we could do like somewhere in between 10 and 14 observations a day, um, where we bring someone in and we ask them to make a meal and we interview them afterwards. And there's some micro that's involved. If everything is going well, we can stagger, we can watch what's happening. We can do all the particulars. This is in non COVID times, right? Um, with with the protocols that that we've put in place and and I you know it's not like we just came up with them it's in conjunction with with IRB the institutional mm-hmm. review board um here at NC State the sort of the the promise of being allowed to have the privilege of of doing human subject research in person is we're going to protect the people that were that, that are our participants and 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 we're going to protect our researchers and that has has changed our um our maximum number of of observations a day to 3 mm-hmm. 3 mm. yeah
1: from down from 6
0: no, no down from 14 oh wow yeah okay. we we could do 10 to 14 a day and and now just just with and and granted it's early in a project and we're we're feeling our way through the all the protocols but the um the t- we we don't have participants who cross over each other in the facility mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we so we can't have and we have limited capacity in the facility, so so yep. we can't run, um, uh, we can't run these observations. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Uh, parallel to each other. Par- uh,
1: Is- yeah, you or you 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 yeah you have to you, basically you can't have overlap, right? Yes, you can't have yeah. them in, in uh, like in uh, it's not really parallel or it's series. It's it's overlapping. You can't overlap, you can't yes. stagger them.
0: Everybody in, everybody out. Yes, disinfect everybody Stop, and everybody. Start out. again. Start again. Yeah. yeah. So, so we, we were we were able to to stagger those before, and now we're we're not. So the the good news is we're 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 still able to do the science that we're doing, um, which which is great. But it's a lot slower, and it and yeah. it's way more costly. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I bet. You know, just the, the amount of staff time that, that it takes now. No, I mean the, the good news, the, the funders that we've been working with they're everyone, I think everyone sees this as a bonus now. Like I think from, from March until, till when we started re- getting back into our kitchens to do work in, um, really it was like September. Um, we weren't sure whether we would be able to do any of this stuff for right, 18 right. months. So, so, you know, a trickle of three a day is a bonus. Um, but, uh, and it, you know, shout out to, to to my crew who who are managing these things. Um, you know, Lisa Shelley's the our our research project coordinator. She runs all the stuff in the in the kitchens. Just being able to coordinate this stuff is so. Like it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. Um, and so, so anyway, uh, w- what we've been, we've been back doing this for a couple of months we're generating some, some data and it's cool. It was cool that we, we had a call with, uh, with one of the funders on a, a project that we're doing that of course, you know, cause I can't talk about the particulars. Um, but it, it, it was, it, it was very, it felt very nice to talk about real science that we're re- that we're doing that we, we just haven't been doing for six months, eight months in, in any kind of. Uh, meaningful way, which was which yeah. super cool. Like I feel like we're uh, we're making the best of of this this situation and and doing it in a way where we're being really really cautious about um, about risk to to ourselves and, and participants, but still being able to get some of this you know some of this done. And and I I, I struggle with and you know not to get too much into. The politics of pandemic and stuff, but you know that's what you and know, I like to talk about. <laughs> um, I, I, I struggle with this this concept of like shutdowns and how it's ruining America and, and the world and in the the trade offs that, that we're making. It, it, it you know clearly, like I just said, we're not we're we're not doing things in the same capacity that we were before, but we're still doing stuff. Like we're still we're still able to advance the science of, of food handling. Um in 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 a in a meaningful way, but but it's it's doing so with with making sure that people aren't getting sick. Like I mean, and, and I can't think of an, a more succinct way to put it than than that. But it's yeah, it's it's a weird place to be at right now.
1: Yeah. So, and just a couple couple of items of of, of follow up here. So first of all, you may hear some noise in the background. Oh yes, um, yes, I see, and I that is. <clears throat> that is because they were doing some work, trimming some branches that were close to some electrical wires, a couple of houses down and, and now they are chipping the branches <laughs> that they cut down. And so, and I would, I would, for the sake of the listeners, I would, um, go on mute. Uh, but the problem is the last couple times I went on mute in Skype, um, I could not unmute myself. And so I am not going to do that. Um, and okay. if you have a complaint about that, um, please email Skype Yeah, because, <laughs> because, because I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's less disruptive to the show. So, um, oh, and more, more important follow-up, Ben, if you type in Dinah E. Gore, um, into, into my internet browser. Do you know what, do you know what the f- top hit is?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Diana, well, it, I, I'm guessing not the, um, <laughs> the teaching and research <laughs> kitchens.
1: It is the Dinah Igor fitness and aquatic yeah. center, which is one of six things to do in Bolivia. <laughs> and by Bolivia, I don't mean the country. I mean, Bolivia, North Carolina, yeah. which is apparently, uh,
0: somewhere in North Carolina. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Dinah, uh, Dinah Igor. She's a she, um, I'm getting an impression this is a lady who likes to put her name on some things. She's like
1: she's kind of Donald Trump
0: uh, level. Wow, wow. Things. How huh? about let, let, maybe let's, let's 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 spin that in a nicer way. Um, okay. which, oh, that's not nice. Yeah. What are you saying, Ben? What are you saying? I think she likes to Don't let people to disrespect know respect our president. Right, right, right. Um, I think she just likes to let people know that she's been there. That's what my grandfather used to tell me. Let him know you were there. And, uh, and Donnie Gore lets them know that she was at the fitness center and at the kitchens.
1: No, uh, and uh, and not to not to make light, but I mean I've not met uh, Ms. Gore, but she seems like a very nice lady, and uh, yeah, and I'm I'm glad that she's out there doing good, good things. So. Yeah,
0: she's a she's a lovely, wonderful person, and uh, such a, a a very generous donor to our our program. Uh, but yeah, so so anyway, that's you know um that's what's you know. I don't know if you've, I guess we really haven't talked too much about your laboratory situation, but I know you're, you've got, you've got some students and, and some staff that are, that are in and reduced capacity doing stuff uh, from a microbiological standpoint. What kind of, Yeah. what has that been like? Well, I can tell you
1: one, one thing is we, uh, because we need to keep up with this, um, we created, uh, a calendaring system, which we didn't have before, um, which is a Google, I think it's on, I think it's on Google. Um, but my, 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 my students did this, not me, but, um, yeah, it's, uh let's see, what is it? It is a, it's called the Schaffner lab. Yeah. Lab schedule. And it is in, it is in Google. And basically everybody who's going to be in the lab just needs to sign up. And so we have, we have four benches. And so we said, well, we have four benches. We'll stay one person per bench, and they're big ass benches. We probably could, we probably could have more people, um, but that'll work for now. So we are, our system is four people. And then, um, the other thing that enabled me to do was to to take uh, the lab meeting, which we have every every week, which which is going to be today, actually, right after we finish recording this. Um, and sometimes I need to move that around. Like usually it's in the afternoon at one o'clock, but today I had to move it around because we have a faculty meeting at one o'clock, and so uh, then I just take uh, take that uh, meeting and we put it into the Google Calendar, and so that way everybody knows when the meeting is, and then everybody also. Um should be reporting when they're actually in the lab. And I can at a glance, I can easily see whether we're under four, and we, of course we, we're almost always under four., um, but it's just a good way for us to keep up with that. Um, and then we're also, as being a pandemic and and managing things. So I'm in charge of the, I guess it's the pandemic safety committee for the department. Um, and so uh, we have some concerns. Oh, concerns. We have we 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 have a a bunch of lab lab classes that we that we're going to be running in the spring, and so we just need to figure out like how and which are going to be done in person. How how we're going to do that. How we're going to monitor. You know what is the university. Po- so we know the university policy on testing researchers and graduate students and undergrads that are in the lab. What about the policy for undergrads who are coming on campus for lab classes? Right, and so. Oh, we have to we we figured out what that is. And then we we also uh, when you come into the building, you have to basically sign in on an app and report your symptoms. Right. And so you have to do that every day that you're you're in the building. And so we had to do that. Um, and so we're just sort of figuring out how we're going to manage all that. But I think it's it's all it's all doable. It's kind of the same the same story that you were saying. Right. It's like, well, uh, we are just grateful to do anything in the pandemic. And so let's figure out a way to do what we're doing, uh, safely. Cause we're, we're going to be in this pandemic. I think, I mean, you know, we, maybe we should, we should talk a little bit about what we think the future holds. I mean, obviously one recent thing that's new, that's very exciting is that we have a couple of vaccines and probably a couple more coming online, but they're not going to be ready to, you know, it's not like, oh, the vaccine is done. Everybody got and get, get immunized tomorrow. Right. But I suspect throughout Uh, 2021, we are people are going to be vaccinated, and and as that happens, I think we will get the the two vaccines that have been uh, three vaccines that have been announced. They all seem to be uh, quite effective. Two of them, especially effective, based on the preliminary data. And so, yeah, I think that what what we will see during 2021 is we will gradually get back to normal. But it's not like January 1st we're going to be back to normal, and it probably will be. I would say at least January 1st, 2022, before we're at anything approaching normal. But we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes, right? Uh, it's going to be – 2020 was a heck of a year. I think 2021 is – I'm hoping it's going to be better. Uh, but it's not – we're not out of the woods yet with respect to uh, the pandemic, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I agree. I, I think – Uh, you know, not to, we're not really in the predictions business, uh, too much, except when it comes to food safety and COVID-19, we, we do like to talk about those predictions. So let me, let me do some of that. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I, I, I think, all right, so, and hopefully this doesn't, uh, you know, no one listens to this and this probably doesn't come back to, to me, but I, I think when our all of our students end up back at campus um, next, uh, in I guess it's late January, early February here at NC State, I think we'll have a bunch of clusters of illnesses and those students will all go home again, um, mm-hmm. similar to what we, we just had. Because um, we, we are, I know that there's a, a big push for a lot of on-campus surveillance, like You know, hundreds of thousands of tests over the next semester where where there's just like ongoing, like, let's look at community spread. So that hopefully will will help. Um, But but, you know, I I don't know if you did the, uh, um, you know, the always the always accurate New York (laughs) Times test of (laughs) of of not not where uh, based on how you answer uh, the words uh, where you likely grew up, but the one that says, where are you in line to get the vaccine? Um, so I'm, I'm like really, you know, very far back, uh, in that. And, and so, you know, it's, it's something like there's eight and a half million people in North Carolina a little bit ahead of me, uh, to get the vaccine. Um, and, and so just based on all the infrastructure challenges and we, and, and we, you know, j- just like, just like elections and there's, there's always, um, an, an October surprise, um, I, I feel like there's going to be, you know, 15 vaccine surprises, right? Like, like not in a, in a QAnon way, but th- there will be shortages, <laughs> not like, uh, um, you know, some something, something crazy, but there, there are going to be challenges in distribution, right? Like, I don't think anybody is going to, um, going to can, can really argue with that. There are going to be challenges in convincing, um, a a pretty, I think, sizable portion of our population who who are anti-vaxxers that they should get vaccinated. I think that there's going to be still another portion of the population that's worried about safety of a vaccine that comes to market so quickly. Who don't, don't really understand the process, but are um leery of something that that others haven't you know been through. I mean, I've seen it already in um, I, I think this is in Ontario or somewhere in Canada that there was a legislator that put a bill together that denouncing the, you know, about to happen human, uh, experiment of this vaccine and the, in the population. So I think all of that's going to be challenging for us, right? Like I, it's not a, there's no, uh, all of a sudden in, um, in February vaccines here, everyone gets it and we're, and we're good to go. I think, I think I, I, I agree with you that we're, I don't know what the right amount of time is but i i think it's it's certainly it, it would not surprise me if we're still talking about this a year from now in in a in some level of you know we 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 just have have run out there there have been issues related to to distribution and and we're still seeing clusters and we're still focusing on uh surveillance in a in a university setting and in all in in community settings so <sighs>
1: Yeah, yeah, oh, for for sure. And one thing I do every week is I get an email <clears throat> from the university um, uh, about what's going on with respect to our testing, and then I I click through the link and I go to our testing dashboard and I I look and see because I'm I'm less interested in what the percent positivity is for this week, we're at more the the overall trend, right? Yep, yep. So, for example, two weeks ago we were at two percent. And then we were slightly less than two percent, and then the latest numbers were just a little bit above one percent. So we're we, we're and but it's sort of it's a you can if you click on the link in the show notes, you'll see it's a, it's a it's a wave, right? It's, it goes along and then it bumps up, and then it bumps down, bumps up, bumps down. So we'll see uh, we'll see how it how it goes, and I actually I'm real interested to see what happens with respect to people traveling for the holidays and people were, were cautioned to not visit with family over the holidays. And I think some people did. Yep. Um, and oh. so we're, we'll are we just probably now start to see the effects of that and then we'll see the effects of Christmas and new year's holidays. And, uh, yeah, so it should be, I don't know. It's uh, we're not, we're not through this yet, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's going.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm feeling it just in my community here. Um, I, I got, I got four emails and texts yesterday about how long people need to quarantine for just from like my personal, you know, um, circle of friends. I think the, we're, we're certainly not seeing the, that, that Thanksgiving, you know, surge or bump or, or whatever yet, but it's, it's closer. And, and I, you know, you and I, we've got a, a close friend and colleague who, who lost a, uh, you know, ha- tragically, had a a person in in, in his life pass away from COVID nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. I had a a, a, a a I would say a a, a friend and acquaintance from high school who I had not uh, seen or talked to in in twenty plus years. I, I learned that he passed away on the weekend. I mean, I I feel like mm-hmm. it's getting it's all getting closer, right? Like to yeah. to yeah. to people that we that you know that you're interacting with.
1: Yeah. Oh, for for sure. Right. I mean, it's really. And if you think about it, I mean, look at the, look at the, any of the dashboards, any of the nationwide dashboards, of course, right. I mean, cases are up, uh, and deaths, you know, are up and of course it's, it's only a matter of time. It's just going to, it's, it's, yeah, it's coming closer, right. It's just, it's, and so it's not, and I think the other thing too, we've talked about this a little bit, people are feeling, um, like a, a sense of, I, I am not personally, but people are feeling a sense of fatigue. They're ready to be done with this. Right and yeah. and it's like i i'm i'm fine like i i don't i'm <laughs> it's like i could just i could keep doing this yeah, i really yeah. really don't mind staying in my house walking my dog uh, cooking my own food um you know i really don't mind i really don't mind any of that it's um, kind of
0: like a sabbatical like <laughs> yes yeah, it, it 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 really yeah and i'm i'm with you i didn't, i understand um okay so i just sent you a link uh to plague 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 incorporated uh, mm-hmm. Which is a, 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 a video game that I, that I used to play on planes when we used to go on planes <laughs> a lot. I used to play mm-hmm. this a ton. I really mm-hmm. like this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we've talked about it uh, probably mm-hmm. back in uh, the episode we talked about Buncom uh, back in 2012. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it th- so games like this, and I guess my you know my interest and in, in love of uh, of infectious diseases. It Ma- makes all of this this get it getting closer to my circle of pe- people not surprising right, Play, right. You, if you want to spend an afternoon playing this game you'll understand why more community spread means more people you know get sick right <laughs> right like it's and and it's and it's obvious and it and it's as you the the thing that's fantastic about this game is it is it's based on you know iterative days and things get quicker at the end because there's more virus or parasites. I, I, I actually like to use the, uh, um, uh, transmissible sponge form encephalopathy, uh uh, 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 prions as my, mm-hmm. my go-to in this. Uh, but you know, whatever it is, infectious disease, you can see as, as more of it gets out there, it's quicker to get to more people. And that's where we are, right? Yep. Like there's more yep. and it's quicker. Um, so shout out to endemic creations, uh, uh, playing Incorporated. It's good, good game. Uh, I used to play it on my phone and my iPad. uh so hey, I wanted to. We're talking about COVID stuff. Uh, I we I noticed this last last week. Last whenever we did this uh, a couple weeks ago, I guess. Um, we mentioned our new bit, our new segment on uh, ABCDC plus, <laughs> and we didn't. It's not a bit. It's a segment. A segment. A bit, right? Is it? Are we? Is it a bit? I, but we're do. We didn't do it. And, um, and so <laughs> we, we said, I said we had one and, and now, uh-huh. but here's the thing. I got a better one now. Okay, cool. so I'm, I'm giving this to you right now. Okay. It's coming. It's coming over the, uh, okay. It's coming, coming over and it's coming over the wires. It's coming over the wires. It's hot, hot off the press. And it literally hot off the press updated December 2nd from CDC when to quarantine. Okay. So I don't know if you've heard about this, Don, but CDC, and I don't oh. know. And I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm I'm gonna read directly from this. Okay. CDC and other scientists have explored changing the current recommendation to quarantine for 14 days after last exposure. Reducing the length of quarantine may make it easier for people to quarantine by reducing economic hardship if they cannot work during this time. Okay. So here's uh, I want again the rules of ABC CDC plus <laughs> <laughs> is we grade the communication. Uh, of, of this it's one page. It's the difference between quarantine and isolate. And it's about who needs to quarantine and when, and I, I will put three exhibits out here for you, Don, cause I did my homework mm-hmm. on this cause you didn't even know mm-hmm. this was coming. Nope. Steps to take, stay home and monitor your health. This is, uh, in a, in a, in a nice blue box, um, uh, at the top of the page, stay home for 14 days after your last contact with a person who has COVID-19. Okay. That's that we've been talking okay. about that for a while. Watch for a fever, one hundred and four point five. Uh, sorry, one hundred point four Fahrenheit. Cough, shortness of breath, or other symptoms of COVID nineteen. If possible, stay away from others, especially people who are at higher risk getting very sick from COVID nineteen. I like that. This is mm-hmm. to me pretty pretty easy. Not uh, not easy. Pretty uh, simple and clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don, I, I point to you to exhibit two. CDC now recommends two additional options for how long quarantine should last based on the local av- availability of viral testing for people without symptoms. Quarantine can end on day 14 without testing on day seven after receiving a negative test result. So so, so let me, the, again, uh, uh, exhibit A is stay home for 14 days. Exhibit after your last contact. Exhibit B is, well, if you don't have symptoms or testing, you're you're good after day day ten, and on day if there is testing, uh, on day seven, uh, and you have a negative test result, you're you're good to go. Reduce your quarantine. <sighs> but <laughs> it gets a little more complicated. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. where it says watch for symptoms until fourteen days after exposure, so you can end your quarantine on day ten, except keep watching for another four days. Right. Uh, but I, I guess the part that I have trouble reconciling is steps to take. It, it, at the top, it doesn't say if you have symptoms or not. Stay home for 14 days after right. your last, last close contact. So in the same document, it tells me stay home for 14 days or stay home for 10 days. Same, same thing. And that's confusing to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean.
0: And, and I, I know where they're coming from. On Mm -hmm. And, and I think that there's, I mean, I've, I've read, we'll, we'll link to a couple of papers. I've read some pretty decent papers that show that on day 10 without testing and on day seven, after receiving a negative test results, it's probably, um, at equal to 14 days with no information, but 14 and 10 days to me in this document, it's, there's no difference, right? Like, is it 14 or is it 10? And if I'm, if I'm someone who's looking at this document, I'm going to pick 10. Like, right. why, why am I going to stay for 14 days if it says below? Well, I can also stop my quarantine at day 10.
1: Yeah. And I wonder, <clears throat> I wonder how much of it is a lack of willingness to kind of admit you were wrong or that you've changed your mind. Yes. Right. Yes. So it might be better to say, here was our previous messaging, and here is our new messaging. Right. Um and the previous messaging was stay home for 14 days. The new messaging is you can also choose to continue to stay home for 14 days. But then we also have these other options. And I, yeah, and I, I get it. I I was listening to uh, I was listening to um, uh the the, uh, uh Patreon uh, Gray Wolf episode of Chapo, which will mean something to some of you who are listening to this. Um and they uh, Matt Crisman was railing it. Tony Fauci because he changed his mind about, you know, he's, he changed his message about wearing a mask. And I really, I really, mostly Chrisman's point was, well, we shouldn't let old white men, you know, be in charge of everything. But I really, I was really irritated that he was, he was railing at, at Tony Fauci for this. But, but this, I, I kind of get, I kind of get like CDC's perspective on this, but for, but, but to, to, I think your point, Ben, this is not good risk communication, right? What good risk communication is, is if you were wrong, You say you were wrong and you say why you were wrong and you, and you say why you've changed your mind. And this, this doesn't really, it, it does it, but it does it in kind of a way that makes it confusing and it doesn't really, yeah, it just, it's a way of looking like you're not as responsible for maybe making or for changing your mind. I don't want to say misstatement because I think that the statement of 14 days was the best they could do at the time. Right. But you, you need to be clear why you've changed your mind on this.
0: Right, I, I, and I, and, it, yeah.
1: and be a little bit more upfront about that. I don't, I don't think it, and maybe the idea is, well, it, it reduces our credibility, but I don't think it does. I, I think it, I think it actually increases credibility. To say, hey, look, we we here's what we thought, and here's we got some new information. And here's what we think now. I think that's perfectly okay to do.
0: Exactly, and here's the information, right? Like, in, right. in nowhere here do they link it to the to the stuff that they're making the decision on. So I'm going to give you, and and I did this on purpose. I'm now going to give you exhibit. See, because I said there are three exhibits, three mm-hmm. things Um at the um uh, 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 there is a, a passage here after the bullets and options options to reduce quarantine that says CDC continues to endorse quarantine for 14 days and recognizes that any quarantine shorter than 14 days balances reduced burden against a small possibility of spreading the virus. What? So okay, so it's fourteen days. Except here are some options to do it less ten or seven. Also, just a reminder: we re- would really like you to do fourteen days. That, gosh, I, like it's not. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I couldn't. I, I, I agree with you more. This and, and this is not a risky or not episode. But, mm-hmm. uh, but, but you and I are are well on the same page here. But it, it, I know where I know why because I'm following this. Mm-hmm. I know where this is coming from. I think it's totally fine for them to say our new recommendation is 10 days without testing, seven days after receiving a negative test result. We used to say 14 days, but to be all wishy-washy about this 14 days right? It, it, and not sort of state it, why, right? Like what new information do we have? Well, damn, we've got a whole bunch of like uh, epidemiological information about this that says right. that we, we now know more about when the likelihood of spread is, and yeah right
1: and the and the probability that somebody will not have symptoms at day 10 and develop symptoms in days 11 to 14 is a vanishingly small number and the probability that someone who tests negative at day 7 will de- go on to develop uh, symptoms at day 8 plus through 14 right is again you you could you could do this in a way i think that would be more clear to people right yep. um
0: absolutely absolutely and and this and, is and and you
1: can yeah. you can even you can still even say to be sure you can do 14 days right yeah and, and 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 the other the other aspect of this which i don't quite get is that they they're part of the reason for offering this is they think there's a greater likelihood of compliance right yeah and it, and does that is it is it really I could see and, that. I actually, okay. like, can yeah. you? Okay. I can't. I, can. I mean, I, again, from my position of privilege, being somebody who has tenure, who doesn't have to go to work, right, right? right. Who doesn't have to leave the house and be around people to make money to feed his family. Right. Like I get, I, I get that, but is it, is it really, I don't know. I mean, I guess I would also, again, being somebody who's motivated and moved by numbers, I would like to see like where's the data to say that that there's a greater likelihood of compliance i mean i get that that you can have a feeling that there's going to be a greater yes. likelihood of compliance but is is it really is it really that hard? If you're already gone seven days or if you're already gone 10 days, is it really that hard to go 14 days? I think, and, I, that, yeah. and I don't, I don't know the answer to that. My, my gut feeling is it's not, but that's, that's my answer for me. Not, not that, you know, and I realized that that's coming from a, a, a place of privilege, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, and I would say, I think it, I think it is, and I'm going to give you two, two things. And this is where I, the reason why I wanted to talk about this one is because I am certain and it hasn't come yet. Well, I, no, it, let me let me go back. It's come from one person who I text with every day, a one, um, who's in the food industry, who is, uh, runs food safety for a, a, a major food service company that we would all recognize, who, mm-hmm. who said, have you heard about this? How do we message this to our uh, franchisees and frontline staff um, now? Because they're going to ask us about CDC recommendations. It hasn't changed in almost any state. So CDC is mm-hmm. saying one thing, state health departments are saying other things. Um, what what? How do we manage this? And 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 that that perspective, I do think. And I, I I, and again, not not with any data in hand, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make an analogy for you here. That that if it it probably is easier for someone in a hourly position to quarantine for seven days and not hide an illness. Than it is for quarantining for fourteen days and lo- missing half a month's worth of paycheck, and it has to do with our terrible system of not paying people for more than they're sick. And there is, and I know that there is support, um, for um, you know, people being able to access funds when they're out, the paperwork that's associated with that in certain businesses is way hard, even with the cares act or whatever the, Mm -hmm. um, the families act, what I can't remember Mm -hmm. what it is. It's, it's the, I know the money is there, but also that money ends on December 31st and it hasn't been re-upped. And so I think that that, I think certainly in the food world, if, if I had a, you know, I, I think there are people that are probably making decisions now that are, that, that are based on 14 days is too long to miss a paycheck and I right right so
1: and but well and putting it putting it in the perspective of losing 25% of your month's wages versus losing 50% of your month's wages that that's actually again being somebody who's motivated and, and moved yeah. by numbers That makes that actually makes a much more compelling case, right?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, me, yeah Yeah, when yeah. you say that, yeah. right? Well, and I think and so here's the other thing that I'm, I'm gonna my other analogy is is our hand-washing analogy of mm-hmm. some of the work that, that you and I are doing together with a manuscript in preparation, um, showing that doing, you know, compliance for hand washing is really low. We know that. Doing some hand washing and not worrying about if people check all the boxes is probably more protective than not doing any hand washing at all. And and I know that I'm I'm mixing it up here a little bit because it's it they're not um we're we're apples and oranges, but I think you know, having having someone quarantine at the most likely time of spread is better than, than having them not quarantine at all and oh, and, and, sure. and comply. Right. Like, like, for know, sure. so, so I, I do like, but this is the, this, this is the hard part and I hate to like jump on CDC, but this is what CDC um, uh, ABC CDC plus is all about is all the stuff that we just talked about for 15 minutes is not here. And, right. and well, and,
1: and, and the yeah. other thing, which we can't, We can't fault CDC for, but which makes the message even more complicated is that second paragraph Uh, under options to reduce quarantine, uh which basically says local public health authorities make the final decisions about how long quarantine should last in the communities they serve based on local conditions and needs. Follow the recommendations of your local health public health department if you need to quarantine. So here's all of our science. Here's what we're saying. But oh, by the way, if somebody who's more local um, tells you to do something different, do that.
0: Do that. (laughs) Yep. And... Well, and and for th- this is, I mean, this happens in food safety all the time too, right? Where we we point at CDC when it's convenient, right? And I I could see this happening in um in a restaurant setting or in youth sports like we're gonna follow all the CDC guidelines right well except except on this one or maybe or we're not gonna follow all the CDC guidelines but except we're gonna take this one because we like this one right like like it's 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 not an it's almost never an all in or all out but that second par- that second paragraph under options really highlights um the uh, uh, disconnect is probably not the right word but the complication between federal agency recommendations and local agency policies and implementation uh and and, and that's I mean that could be the, the that could be the show title if we were just to, to do a podcast on how this whole pandemic is out sh- shaken out is shaking out it's that it's yeah that that you know lo- local versus national and leadership in lots of different areas and voids and but anyway I saw this I was really interested in how they would communicate it, and I'm gonna give this like a C minus. I'm gonna be harsh <laughs> on this. Like I, it's not a, it's not ABC CDC plus. This is an ABC CDC minus. Uh, because I, I don't, I think it's really, if if I gave this to a parent that I know, from you know from from hockey, and 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 said, okay, you tell me when to quarantine and how long. Read this. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they could do it. I think they would mm. say, I, "I, you know, fourteen days, ten days, seven days. I don't know. I don't know which one I'm supposed to do."
1: <laughs> yeah, this this would be a this would be a good question uh, for the next uh, game of cahoots that I play <laughs> with in my department.
0: <laughs> perfect, perfect. So, anyway, that's been another uh, a, a segment of ABC CDC plus. Uh, okay. So i I did some I did homework today, Don. I I don't know if you noticed, but there's. I put some stuff in a in a Dropbox. I,
1: I did. I did not notice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your time but, to get it.
1: All right, my time to shine.
0: Your time to shine. Um, okay. Okay. I got an email this morning. This is almost real time follow up. I'm going to set. I, I I took a screenshot. I'm going to just send it to you by text so you can see there. Um. I need your help, and this is not a risky or not question because I want okay. it's a bigger, it's a kind of a bigger thing. Uh, I mean, it could be a risky or not, but I want to do it today. Uh, the, the this ca- didn't come directly to me; it came from a local health department who normally doesn't okay. get these types of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, subject line is food safety issue. I, uh, I'm going to read directly from this. I do not know if you can help me with this problem, but I made several Christmas gifts, and they did not turn out the way I expected go never
1: never a good sign go, when go, go on that sentence yes. yeah, yeah
0: go on uh I, it's almost like i never thought it would happen to me uh, which is, <laughs> uh forum letters exactly exactly <laughs> i do not want to get my family sick i have tried to google the question i have but i've had no luck the item in question is multiple bottles of vanilla infused rum i got high-end vanilla beans from madagascar in a vacuum packed bottle, and they appeared free of bacteria or mold. I put them in 40% Bacardi silver white rum. Uh, Note to listener, Bacardi does not yet sponsor the podcast. Uh, I did this back in July to let the vanilla beans infuse into the rum. I did skip the sugar, thinking I could add that later. When I went to check them, they have a substance floating around the vanilla beans that appears kind of cloudy. It could be the oil from the vanilla beans, but I don't know. It never occurred to me that soaking vanilla beans in alcohol could be a health risk, but now I am wondering. I guess they do this in Madagascar everywhere, but but I guess I don't really know if anyone ever got sick from it. Do you have an idea of how I can verify that this is safe to consume? Normally, I would just toss it and come up with another idea, but I invested a significant Mm -hmm. amount of money, and I was very excited to share with my family something I enjoyed in Madagascar. If you can give me any guidance or point me to where I might find help, I would appreciate it. It is ten bottles, so this would be, affect a large group of people if I make a mistake with this. Thanks for uh, any help or direction you you can give me. So I know we could uh, go go through this as risky or not, but I don't want to do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what do you? I mean, what do you think is happening? I I think, and this that we you know we maybe we can revisit this in a, in a future episode if I get more follow up on this. But I t- to me I don't know what do you th- what do you think is going on with this.
1: Well, so first we need to establish. Uh, like, I I don't know what forty percent Bacardi Silver White Rum is. is. Is like, what what's the? I need to I need to know the the, the alcohol content. Well, I right? think that's
0: forty percent. It's eighty proof. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's knowing, knowing my knowing my rums and spirits, Don. Um, I I think it's yeah, it's a forty percent alcohol um, Bacardi.
1: Right, and so um, yeah, forty percent alcohol by volume. I'm just just finding the finding the page right now so um oh you know what if I want to look at this Bacardi I have to tell them when I was born because apparently we don't want underage people um lying about their age to look at a rum website
0: (laughs) of course not that would be that would be terrible
1: um well the key sentence is they have a or phrase is they have a substance floating around the vanilla beans that appears kind of cloudy Yep. Um, I mean, my gut reaction, ha ha pun, not Ooh. intended, um, is it's fine. Um, but I also know rum is one of those weird things that doesn't have a standard of identity, right? Um, yeah, yeah. so, but, but I see Bacardi, uh, white rum, ha- it's gluten free, Ben.
0: Gluten free. Um,
1: so I'm pretty sure it, well, it might be gluten from the, uh, vanilla beans, um, <laughs> Uh, zero carbs, zero sugar. So there is no, there is no added sugar. So it's just basically water and alcohol and then some flavoring molecules. Um, so, and it's not like a flavored rum. Um, I, I think it's not risky and that's not this (laughs) podcast. That's not this podcast. Yeah. I think, I think it's, I think it's fine. Um, I think it's mold. Do
0: you? I do. I think it's okay. mold. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, well, and you know what would have helped is if the person had sent a picture. Well, I think I'm going to try and get a picture. Okay. I, yeah. Sure. I, and literally, literally, this happened at, this morning as I was um, making some coffee, uh, getting ready for the podcast. Okay. So I'm okay. going to follow up. That's why I don't want to do okay. this. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. my my guess is this is that it's mold. That and and I and I I think that there are. Um, well, I I know that there's some molds that'll that will grow at high alcohol content. Um, and yeah, I'm, and I'm going to follow up who I, you know, who we're going to ask about this, our friend, Randy Google Warbo. scholar, well, Google scholar, Randy Warbo, this is right. Okay. Up, this is right yeah. up his alley. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I, I think, and I don't, I, I think you're right. I think this is, I don't think it's a problem, but I also don't want to give moldy, well, I don't want to yeah. give like, I, if it's,
1: if yeah. it's mold, even if it's, and uh, it's probably not a mycotoxigenic mold, but if, and well, and you know, the other thing too, we tell people never to smell it, but he should smell it, it's right? It's going to smell like vanilla.
0: Man. Is it? <laughs> I think vanilla and so. rum? Okay. I think it's going to smell like vanilla and rum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know that for sure. Um, but I think it's like, uh, w- w- what do they call it in the in, in the high acid? Mother? The mother of the mold? Is that, do you, okay. know, you know about that? Have you heard about mother? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's what it is. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, so I wanted to lay this out there, get your thoughts. I'm going to do more and we're going to follow up. I'm going to respond and, and get, and get some pictures. Well, uh, and, and you know, yeah. this, if this, this person,
1: um, it does have a lot of money on the line. It might be worth them, um, sending a one bottle, uh, to a lab yeah. and say, do, do total plate count do yeast and molds. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's,
1: that's going to, it's not going to cost that much. Uh, you know, Yeah.
0: Uh, and, and, and yeah.
1: And if he can find a, if he can find a testing lab to do it, uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I thought it was interesting in the message where it says, um, it, I think it might be oil oozing from the. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't think the oil would then stay. I think it would separate from the alcohol. I think it would either, I think it would float on, on top, right? I think it would not have stayed around the vanilla bean. Or maybe it is. Maybe, I, we need a picture. I don't know. Yeah, we need a picture. It's yeah. floating around the vanilla, vanilla beans. It's kind of climbing. maybe It is oil. Maybe it's just oil that's. Uh, all right, but we could. Yeah, fix- but oil would oil would float though. That's it would the float. Thing. Oil,
1: yeah. oil would float. It would not be floating around in well. But it, you know, it depends though because in in water it would float, but in in uh, I I don't know. Right. It might you know, and and and, and because the oil here's the thing: the oil is not water soluble, but it might be alcohol soluble, right? Right. And so it so that could be it. It could be that's what it is. So oh
0: my gosh! Yeah. See, this is why uh, it was a food scientist question. Um, yeah. So, and and, again, Google
1: Scholar, surprisingly not helpful. It's
0: empty on this. I I did. I I tried to do that a little bit this morning too. So anyway, I will, we will follow up on, 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 on a future episode about this. Either, either listen here, or maybe this is a teaser for an episode of risky or not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see when we get the data back. We'll, uh, we'll know more about it. Um, cool. So, so I got that. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about. I got
1: that going for me. I got
0: that. That's the. I got that going for me. You
1: keep saying that. I keep. I, I keep why. thinking that. It's that very th- funny.
0: It is very funny. It's not my. It's my thing. That's my catchphrase now. Are you having a laugh? That's that's a <laughs> that's a catchphrase from uh, from extras. Uh, okay, so so Doug Doug Powell, um, friend of the friend show, friend of the pod, yeah, friend of the pod, uh, sent me um, a, a, a link, uh, and he he blogged about this. It's a little bit old, but it's something that we haven't talked about for a while. And it's Australian specific because Doug lives in Australia, um, but but it has a uh, I, I think a global impact. Uh, it's from uh, September uh, from Newsbreak. How Aussies are getting food poisoning from takeaways that are buying fr- food from home cooks on Facebook. Oof, so <laughs> a, yes. a lot happening here as yep. health authorities issue a warning. So this is it's a reprint from the Daily Mail. Uh, Australians have been warned not to indulge in any takeaway meals offered on Facebook marketplace with fears the cheap food could,
1: could you think yeah. Is that a good idea.
0: Well, don't get your food off Facebook. Yes, that's well, a
1: really good idea. I would, I would, I will go on record as endorsing not getting food from Facebook. Don't
0: give food from Facebook. So, and, so I, all right. So, uh, uh, curries, noodles, cooked meat, blah, blah, blah. There uh, even raw sausages or some of the items for offer at the advertising platform for some starting at just $8 and that's $8 Australian. So that could be 35 cents us. It could be $200 us. I don't know what the, what it is, <laughs> but it, I, it seems like it might be very, very cheap. Um, f- uh, the food safety information council has warned it's highly likely home chefs aren't meeting food safety requirements. I it's a pretty good bet. Pretty maybe. good. Bet. Yeah. Yeah. So these unregulated food sales are a considerable food safety risk. This is a quote from, uh, Kathy Moore, chair of the health promotion charity. Oh. Um, uh, not only that, it is illegal government and local council enforcement agencies are clamping <laughs> down on top
1: of all of this. It's illegal, by yeah. the way, but it's a, it's a bad idea and, and it's, it's illegal. illegal.
0: So here's, here's the thing. I want to know. I want, I actually want data on this, Don. Like, mm-hmm. like we've talked I I agree. Like this is, um, Certainly something that, that I would not want to uh, indulge in. And and so here – and I'm going to give you another uh, – oh, I think hopefully did this picture come through. Oh, no, no. I didn't send it to you. I got to go to my phone. Real, real-time real follow-up. Around the same time I was reading this email, I was also on Facebook this morning. And, <laughs> looking for food? Nope. Not looking for food, but food came my way. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. So I I, I, I saw this. On, on the on the oh come on use the phone correctly, you know it says it it says click on this camera you would think that that would also take me to my pictures but it does not. Don here's here while, is, all cool. you're,
1: yeah. while you're doing this I have to, I have to, this so I think about this on a on the on a regular basis and so when we were working on the conference for food protection. Uh, report, and I think this was the first report on um, uh, uh, mail order uh, delivery of foods. Uh, somebody from a local public health um, office was on the committee, and we were talking about this this sort of problem. and And my question was, how do you how do you find these unregulated people? Uh, that are that are have these businesses and the answer from the local public health person is we go on Facebook and we look for them Right, which is both funny and horrifying at the same time um, And and yeah, and so I mean this is yeah, it's kind of a recurring theme with this podcast is is the disruption You know the disruption economy as they say and and how that's changing food safety and this is just uh, you yeah, know This is just another example. So oh, wow yeah, so Aaron uh, Style seafood trays. Look I, at that, I right? uh, uh that looks um looks uh, good and terrifying.
0: Right, right. So so um I think uh we, I, we we've got a way. I think we can put a picture in uh in Square Space. We can dump this somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely yeah. Like so, I would I would crop out personal information, but maybe well my, my personal information by, uh, I mean it's on public no no the, <laughs> yeah, I guess oh. so. You want, um, you want to, you want to, you want to shame, uh, Lamel? I guess we just did, uh, <laughs>
1: That's probably
0: a name what it was on the wake forest, buy, sell, trade free board, uh, which I, uh, yep. which I, uh, you know, you know why I'm a member there, Don, uh, sometimes two things that I'm in the market for all the time. Uh, one, uh, no, uh, <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I'm always looking for a new bike. I, I don't have one. i am not, I've, i the bike that I ride, I purchased from my friend in high school, And it (laughs) has served me very well. I I have owned it for 25 years. And I'm always looking to pull the trigger on buying a new bike um, for for mountain biking. Uh, Also, I'm always looking for cheap turntables that people are posting that are good. And I've never – I've not yet come across one. But I, Hmm. I would like a Technics 1200, like the top of the line. Um, a turntable that that hopefully someone just posts because they are cleaning out a basement somewhere and find it. I, and so I oh, constantly God. look for those things. But um, two for $65 special Maryland style seafood trays are available. And, and so we'll describe this for those who are listening um, as they go on a long walk around their lake. Um, there are crab legs, there's shrimp, there's a sauce. I think there's eggs in these there's eggs in
1: there yeah and it's kind of like a mustardy
0: yeah mustardy sauce is that maryland style you got a a, like a hard-boiled egg in here because that is i don't know that's kind of gross um so it's a it's a uh what's this like a 12 by 12 it's probably the
1: the safest thing in that whole dish is probably the egg though
0: (laughs) probably true it's a 12 by 12 pan full like over the brim uh filling filled with with seafood uh you get two of these for 65 dollars uh, and and so, but this like so, I saw this thing from Doug, and then all of a sudden in my Facebook feed, this scrolls, and I probably I screenshot a bunch of these. Probably once a week, I see something that someone's selling on Facebook, and and it it and it has certainly gone up through the the course of the pandemic. But I want I, like I really want some data on this. I think we need to. I I don't know who like I don't know who funds this if anybody, but I would love to buy some of these and uh and to. Like do, do some microbial work on it, you know, uh, and, you know, not testing our way to a safe food supply, but I think there, there's some surveillance work that could be done. But I also think that just asking these people who are making food, some questions, doing some interviews, their, their information's out there. I would love to do this work. So, cause I, I think I, th- this is, I, I, do you look at this different from, from raw milk? That's, that's my, my question to you. Right? Like people are going to do this. I, right. I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's risky. Uh, I think
1: it's against the law.
0: I think it's against the law. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's be clear. It's, right.
0: I know it's against the law. Yeah. <laughs> what do we, what do we do? If it, what's this, I I'm even interested in how much of this stuff's getting sold. Like, what does this informal market look like? Yeah. Are, are we looking at thousands of meals across North Carolina every week that are being sold on Facebook? Maybe, probably. Right. Yeah. If, if it's, you know, if people, if people keep posting, it means they keep selling.
1: Well, if it's the same people that are posting, right? Yeah. Like I think you, this really, you would need to collect some, some data and see, and see if it's cause if, yeah, I'm just looking now, I'm looking for bikes and turntables too. Um, <laughs> oh, here's a, here's a lovely old antique school desk. Um, oh, the, I, uh, yeah, so, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it would be, it would be interesting to see how really how big an issue this is and, and to collect some, some, some data on it. Um, it would be, I think it would be relatively easy to do, you know, I mean, I it was so the kind of thing. It was a good pandemic project, right? You could just go on the internet and just sort of like track this stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not, we haven't seen it out there. Like someone, yeah, oh, we, we, someone should do this. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe we'll do it. Um, OK, so I'm going to give you one more link that, that it is uh, part of the trilogy of things that are related to um, uh, Facebook selling and, and I would say informal uh, foods. We talked a little bit about street foods. Um, I can't remember if it was in this show or the other show that we do uh, a while ago. And um, this this came across my um, my Twitter feed about um, food safety scandals. So the the uh, this is from the South China Morning Post. The Headline is in Vietnam. Is it Vietnam or Vietnam? How do you? How would you pronounce it? I would say Vietnam. Me too. Me too. But I think that's. uh I guess maybe that's right. Yeah. I think in Canada people say Vietnam, like pasta.
1: I think you're probably right. Yeah, yeah pasta.
0: Yeah. Ah, uh, food safety scandals feed anxiety about quality of street fare, and the. So I was like, ooh, ooh, this uh, headline, you got me, because this is up. My, uh, uh, this is where I go, right? I want to know about these food safety scandals. Turns out it's about. Well, it talks about poor hygiene, but really it's about pesticides and vegetables and herbs. But I wanted to highlight something from this. Uh, uh, Tran Huang Lan, a 32-year-old accountant, spent two nights in hospital the last time she ate bun cha, Hanoi's signature pork noodles, gobbled up by former U.S. President Barack Obama and late celebrity chef Anthony Bourdain on a visit four years ago. I think that's a very odd sentence. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I think the point is, um, th- you know, she felt that she got sick from this, you know, street bun cha. about two hours after lunch. I started feeling unwell. I went home and I started vomiting, mm. rushed to hospital by her husband. Doctors told me that there was only one explanation, Don food poisoning land did not eat out for a month after her scare and frequent high profile food safety scandals have fed others fears. Um, so uh, in July, 14 people were taken to hospital in a severe condition after being poisoned by a, a vegan pate. Many, and this one, how about, you'll like this one, many experienced droopy eyelids and uh, paralyzed respiratory muscles. Ooh. Uh, sounds like a little bit of botulism. In, it does. In, 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 from a vegan a vegan pie. Pate, a vegan pate. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, as well as anxiety over hygiene standards is growing unease about high pesticide use. and so then it goes into pesticides. Um, so so to me, this again, it's in the trilogy of of posts that I, that I want to talk about. This is about informal, you know, street foods, Facebook foods. Uh, I, I told the story on this, on this show about, uh, uh, purchasing tamales in Guatemala out of a, out of a basket at the side of the road, because I was super hungry and I wanted a tamale. <laughs> uh, and, and then I convinced a friend of the show, Michelle Daneluk to also eat a tamale out of this basket. Um, and, and, and yeah, so and did you get sick? No, we didn't, but I, I was going to say that, but it's like, but who knows, right? Like maybe, you know, there's lots of, it's the denominator. Uh, Don is you. Said. Oh, oh,
1: I'm not. I'm not saying that we're going to declare the tamales <laughs> out of a basket safe
0: based on n <laughs> equals two. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah, okay. I, didn't, I, didn't I just, it. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like that's all. No droopy eyelids, no uh, paralysis in my respiratory tract. So that was good. Yeah. Uh, but and there, it's just to to. to... To take, take it to
1: the from anecdote to science for just a minute. Um, so the, there is, there are a lot of papers on yeah. um, uh, surveys of street foods. Uh, I think actually Frank uh, Bryan, uh, who is not not a fan of the not a not a, a fan of the show, but we are a fan of his.
0: Wait, um, is he really not a fan of the show? He's a hater. He, we don't have time no, for haters. No, no, no. He's
1: he's ignorant of the show. Okay, okay he's okay. just he's he's one of the olds, man. He doesn't probably listen to podcasts. Um, it's like a radio show, but on the internet. <laughs> um, uh but uh, yeah so uh so anyway um but so there's a ton of, of 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 stuff out there in the literature and I just found one article I don't know how good it is but it's uh was published in food science and human wellness uh, risk factors in street food practices in developing countries, a review, uh, which was from uh, 2016. and so we'll we'll link to that. Um, it's a good starting point if you want to dig into this literature. I think it'll think it'll be a good starting point. so uh, but but yeah, this is this is something that has been rather well studied in in the literature. And lo and behold, what you find is uh, you do find uh, hygiene deficiencies, um, you do find pathogens of a variety of types. Again, typical ones you might expect would be staph aureus because there's a lot of handling and there's potential temperature abuse, bacillus. Um, and again, I think, uh, oh, I think one I want to say uh, Alex uh, Castillo, who is a friend of the show, um, has done some work on uh, juices in uh, South America, Mexico, Central South America and Mexico. I think anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll see if we can find uh, his his work as well.
0: Well, and and this is you know th- this is a, a fun one because I, I don't think so if I think of my experience traveling to um, other countries in um, Central America, South America, the Middle East, and not so much Asia because I haven't done a lot of traveling in Asia, and my, my Asian experience was in Japan, which basically was was like going to Toronto. Um, and there wasn't a lot of like street foods that i that I saw. but in in those other countries in in Guatemala and Brazil, in um certainly in Dubai, there's a lot of street food vending that's that's happening and And I think it's just a more like certainly it's an informal for our for the way that we look at food it's informal but it's a much more like established like way of people getting food here oh see, for sure right like yeah. like someone you know if if you are in downtown Raleigh and someone was like hey i'm going to i'd like to sell you some tamales out of a bag that would be a surprise <laughs> <That's>... that right <laughs> and, and so but but our our informal network is this facebook stuff is selling mm. food on like uh, on on facebook and on on craigslist and so What what you know? I I guess coming back to trying to talk myself into this pandemic project that you're that you're pushing on me, um, I I I think we need someone needs to do this. We got to figure out more about this informal food network in in rural and urban um, settings in, in in the U.S. And what do we you know what how let's compare and contrast it to what we see in. Um, in these other established, uh, street vendor, uh, food safety surveillance studies, right? Like it's, yeah, yeah. cause it's, I, we, and, and I, that, that's the part that I keep coming back to. I bet that there are more people purchasing this than, than even you and I think about like this, if, if we knew what the market was, I bet, I bet you it's, I, I bet you it would surprise us.
1: Yeah, and I I have spent um, although not not traveling <laughs> much recently, um, but I have spent uh, quite a bit of time in Brazil over the last few years, um, sometimes for a month at a time. And there's for sure there's a lot of street food um, in 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 Brazil that I've seen. And I was correct about the Alex Castillo article. And so we will also link to Salmonella and Shigella in freshly squeezed orange juice, fresh oranges, and wiping cloths collected from public markets and street booths in Guadalajara, Mexico. Incidents and comparison of analytical roots. That is not the abstract. That is just the title. Wow! (laughs) And that is by uh, Castillo et al. So we will we will link to that.
0: Was that published in uh, the Journal of (laughs) longest possible food safety titles? Wow.
1: <laughs> no, no, it's published in the journal of food protection. And I, and I, I think I'm, I think I remember this because I might've been a reviewer for this, uh, but it's, it's a nice piece of work. And again, it just shows these, this is, this is, this is a, uh, is an ongoing, uh, problem. So, yeah.
0: Well, and, and I'll, uh, I, I had forgotten about this until, or I guess forgotten to make the connection until we started talking about it. But, um, uh, maybe six or seven years ago, um, I went to Puerto Rico a couple of times, um, with my friend Jay Levine, uh, who's a, um, uh, professor in the veterinary college here at NC state. And he had been working in Puerto Rico on numerous projects, like a whole bunch of things, but one of them was working with, he, he does a lot of work on, on oyster um, production and safety, but also like health of oysters. Uh, he's like an oyster vet, uh, but also a dog vet. Uh, but, but we, he, he put on this like, and I don't even know the history of this. He just brought me into this cool project where we worked with small, raw oyster vendors who are selling oysters to tourists. Um, you know they, they would go out into the mangroves, they would harvest the oysters and they would sell them at the, on the beach. And we did a uh, on, on two occasions, uh, two days worth of food safety training for these for these vendors. Um, and it was a fast, like one of the, one of the coolest things that I've been part of. It was, it was cool for a variety of reasons. One, hanging out with Jay was awesome. Um, just, I, 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 he, he's become such a mentor and, and I talk with him. I haven't talked with him in in the last uh, year or so, but we used to talk quite a bit, grab lunch together, but, um, just his, his view on. Uh, on on food safety from a from a veterinarian uh, you know one health microbiology standpoint, but also so just like traveling around Puerto Rico, just me and Jay in a car was cool. Uh, but also the like really getting down to these small classrooms and talking not not like I'm going to tell you about how to do HACCP on your oysters, but getting down to explaining you know Vibrio. To and, and and norovirus risks and and what what to think about where you're harvesting how do you handle it just uh, making sure that you're controlling temperatures uh, talking about um, you know knowing that that these oysters. Could be consumed raw, as well as telling people that a safer way to to consume them would be cooking them. All of that stuff, like, but doing it with with vendors who the, I I you know I, I couldn't even guess at how much money that they were making, but but they this this was their livelihood, just selling to tourists, and it was like it was a really those those two trips were really like um, fascinating and, and important. Uh, but it's the same so I thing. Just, I just,
1: I just, I just want to give a shout out to Google because you started talking about Jay, and I did not catch his last name. So I just typed into Google Jay Vet North Carolina, NC State Puerto Rico. There it is. And the top, the top hit is Jay Levine. Uh, but it says it's missing Puerto Rico. So, so I, I tried to confuse Google, and it still was like, no, you want Jay Levine. You want NC State Veterinary Medicine. There he is. There he is.
0: He's he's a man. <laughs> great, great guy. Cool, cool, fun guy to hang out with. Um. So yeah. Anyway, but that's. I mean that. So so even there, that that's a different type of street food, a diff, right. or or informal right. vendor right. of food. Right. Yeah,
1: and I think maybe yeah maybe the the yeah in, informal vendor is a, is a good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the what we're what we're talking about here is is that you know Facebook versus and I and I'm sure that I could find some you know North Carolina or coastal informal vendors of people selling um oysters on on Facebook here, right? Like I'm sure that, I'm sure that exists.
1: And this is something too, and I don't know to what extent it's on Facebook, but this is something, and we'll see if I can, we can find it. This is, there have been a couple of examples of illegal restaurants, uh, right here in Freehold, uh, that have been closed down where somebody is basically uh, running a restaurant out of their house um and we have a large uh, latino population and not to disparage them but that that's that's the the that those are those are that that is the ethnic characteristic of the people that have been um, um um caught doing this illegal activity um not not that not that all all uh, latinos in freehold do this there's a small number um but it was but it was really interesting and i wonder i for a long time i thought my neighbors across the street were doing this uh but then what i realized <laughs> is they just have a restaurant They have an actual restaurant that they run like a a real, a real restaurant. Although sometimes I wonder if they're maybe preparing some food at home and taking it into the restaurant, but you know, I, anyway, I'm moving soon. So
0: (laughs) that is phenomenal. And maybe, maybe would like one night you might want to get takeout from them. (laughs)
1: It's okay. No, no, they're, they're actually not to, not to compromise their obsec, but they are also the ones that have, uh, that I think it's their son has a, an unaltered, um, uh, male pit bull that my dog really does not like. And Ooh. so, uh, we don't, uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, I mean, I, I, they're perfectly nice people. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, it's just one one of the reasons why it's going to be nice to move.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. There you go. That's the, 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 the there you are, there you are, um, Oh man. Yeah. So this is, uh, that's good. That's good stuff. Okay. Well, I think I have one more thing that I threw in here to talk Mm -hmm. about today. Oh yeah. Yeah. This, okay. Um, I'm sending you a paper. So Mm -hmm. so to, to come back to, um, uh, a little, little COVID-19 talking about, um, the paper is, uh, the, I would say the ce- the senior author on this paper is Ben Ben Lotman from CDC. Um, you may know him from his uh, previous uh, work in in the world of norovirus and still continuing in the world of norovirus. the The article is posted. It, um, CDC is now posting stuff on uh, MedRIVX uh, uh, preprints, uh, and the the paper it, this is not uh, th- this is not gone through peer review yet. Uh, and it's, uh, Emory and, and CDC, the, the, the article, uh, title is impact of non-pharmaceutical interventions for SARS-CoV-2 on norovirus outbreaks An analysis of outbreaks reported by nine se- states. And so, Whoa. so, so, so Don, how about this? Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the, the précis. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a French term for summarizing. Oui, oui. <laughs> uh, um, uh, of this, uh. It, 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 norovirus, it was going down because people are not around other people. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that that's, okay. that that's pretty much what we're what we're looking at. And and how about how about this? Um, I want to I, I want to uh, point you to table one. Um, the normal monthly norovirus outbreaks. Uh, if we look at the years two thousand and thirteen to two thousand nineteen and I'll give you the average. We would see uh per state per these nine states that they would see about six outbreaks. Uh monthly norovirus outbreaks April to July 2020. Um s- s- less than one uh, outbreak per month per state. And so so just to jump ju- jump into this. Minnesota. Uh they you know looking at their their data over this 2000 and 2019 area, they were seeing on average uh 5.82 um, norovirus outbreaks per month. Um, over the course of COVID that's 0. 0.75. Um, it, it is, so, so the, 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 what, what they kind of highlight here in their discussion, we found a decline of less than 80% in incidence of reported nor- norovirus outbreaks during April, uh, to July, 2020 compared to the same time period in previous years. Hmm. So Uh, People being around other people, not going to restaurants as much, Um, uh, maybe better hygiene in restaurants, maybe more uh, focus on illnesses and screening people out. That actually might be doing a lot for norovirus right now. That's what this data is showing.
1: So what I would want to know is – So one thing that may be happening is we may be having less norovirus, right? But the other thing that may be happening is we may be having less reporting of norovirus. Could be. Right? Could and be. so I guess my question is what have they done in the paper to make sure that it's not just lower reporting? Well, but it's actually true lower incidence.
0: I, 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 so, and I would say nothing. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, on that. But, but I, they're using the same reporting system of NORS. So they haven't changed what, where they're gathering data over that, over that period.
1: Certainly. But, but if people are not going to the hospital because they're worried about COVID-19, but they still have norovirus and because norovirus is generally self-limiting, not serious. Right. uh, They just could be getting better and they, they never, it's not like. It's not like if you have a, you know, if you like, well, like we may see, um, like more deaths from heart attacks because people are worried about going to the hospital, right? Cause you, cause you're actually going to die from that versus norovirus. You're unlikely to die.
0: Yep. Yep. Well, and, and I'll add in that how NORS gets, gets populated are outbreaks that are investigated by health departments. Okay. And, and so I, I think that you bring up another limitation here or something that we need to talk about the very folks that are investigating foodborne virus outbreaks on the local level are yeah. inundated with contact tracing and managing COVID-19. And so maybe right. maybe we're just not even investigating. Maybe maybe the illnesses are are there that are triggering that would in the past trigger an investigation, but we just can't do the investigation.
1: Right. Yeah. Right.
0: So, but I think it's fascinating. This is the first one that I've seen because people have been asking about this, mm-hmm. right? Yep, yep. Would yep. we expect right. to see less foodborne x uh right. and and here's, here's like just pure data comparison, not, not directional, but, but certainly, and it's, it's way, I don't know, for me, it's way higher than I would have thought on the change. Um, it, and it's the yeah, same and- year, you know, it's, it's, uh, month, it is the same months, right? So we're not looking at average norovirus outbreaks annually. They're right. only look counting those April 1st to July 31st right. of each year. Right. Right.
1: And norovirus is a good one, right? Like, cause, so for example, if people are, are doing more cooking at home, um, what would that do to salmonella incidents? Right? Because you know, you could, if you have an outbreak in a restaurant, you're going to see it. But if you give your family salmonellosis, you're probably not going to see it. And so, so norovirus as, as a, and an agent to study is probably better in that regard, right? Yes. Because you, you will, you, you maybe are more likely to get it from, from a restaurant. Oh, for sure take- you are. For, like, okay. I,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think we, um, uh, let me, let me look at some stats on this. I, I, I think, you know, what, what do we, we estimate there's like 20 to 25 million cases of foodborne norovirus in the U S every year. And like 18 million of those are restaurant related. So Yeah, I mean, I think that is your most likely place to get restaurant food service, institutional food service. You know that that's your way more likely to get it there. So, to people not going to restaurants, not eating as much, and I think, and this is the like, this is the fun part of you know being armchair epidemiologists like you and I are. Mm -hmm. Um, not going to a restaurant matters here because I think it's really hard to parse out these outbreaks of reinfection of someone who vomits in. Um, in, in the bathroom or has a diarrheal event in the bathroom that an employee is also using and, and the directionality of how did the norovirus get introduced and how does it, you know, how much of it is foodborne and how much of it is just eating at this restaurant, being in this environment. Certainly we have way less people in restaurant environments right, right now,
1: right. So, right, yeah. right. For sure.
0: Right. Right. And, and, and not, and I would say like right now, and here we are in December, definitely from April to July. There was, you know, there's even way less. I mean, we, we didn't even have, we had restrictions here in, in North Carolina until I think it was June. So, I mean, no one could even go to a, sitting in a restaurant in April in the first two months of the study period. Um, although we're not one right. of the. We're not on the list here, but
1: right. Oh, and just a little bit of real-time follow-up. Um, the article—I did remember this article. I apparently remember a lot of things that happened in 2006. Uh, the title is "Home Restaurant Busted in Freehold," um, uh, and then it's uh, a photo says a photo of men. And dining in the living room of a home in Mechanic Street, Freehold Borough. Uh, and then the first line is, A Wall Township police officer who owns at least five properties in Freehold Borough has been cited for having an illegal restaurant operating at one of those properties. The restaurant was being operated by one of his tenants. So, anyway.
0: Wow. I did remember that correctly. That's pretty That's pretty awesome. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty pretty wild. Um, okay. So... If we take out healthcare facilities, um, restaurant or banquet facilities, so so healthcare facilities, uh, like and that th- this is like um, looking at um, hospitals as well as uh, nursing homes and and care homes, there are way more outbreaks there. But restaurant or banquet facilities uh, becomes the the very next highest likelihood of play- setting to get norovirus. Um, so it's 62% of norovirus outbreaks happen at healthcare facilities, 22% at restaurant or banquet facilities. And then next in line is like school or daycares and that's 6%. So outbreaks, restaurants, norovirus go.
1: (laughs) Cool. So, so I just want to, um, uh, and we should wrap this up soon, but, um, I just want to give uh, a shout out to a piece of software that I've been using that I find very helpful. So what you sent me, Ben, in the text was the actual uh, PDF document. And what I wanted to do was to find the link. And so I have, I have been using this wonderful app called text sniper. And what text sniper does is it's, it's a keyboard shortcut. Like, you know how you can do screen captures, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. You can do screen captures and then you can throw that into Adobe and, uh, and do OCR, right? Well, text sniper does all that for you. So basically you, you invoke it, you snap some text on the screen. It, it, it it basically takes that image of text and then does OCR on it and then puts that text in your clipboard <laughs> so i like that yeah so so anyway we will link to textsniper.app um it's uh it's it's $6.49 on the uh, app store uh, if you use windows, um, I, I can't help you. Uh, if you use a Mac, uh, and you don't have $6 and 50 cents, uh, shame on you. Holy so, uh, go, go, go get tech sniper. It's, I did have to reassign the keyboard shortcut cause it conflicted with something else. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's a, it's been, it's really cool. I, I've been using it a lot.
0: Okay. This is, I, I'm purchasing this now. <laughs> this, that, that's a suit that there's so many times when I need this. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. You know, it just works Don. It just works. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I think that's a show. Uh, I think unless there's yeah. Unless there was any, anything else you wanted to to add, but I think that's I think that's good. Um, so uh, yeah, food safety talk. Uh, thanks for listening. Go check out our other podcasts and all that good stuff. Um, and Don, as as always, I, I enjoy my time talking to you it uh, and, and this is, this is heartfelt. This is not like some of those podcasts that we listen to, or we're like, you could kind of tell after a few hundred episodes of the people, you know, they're just, they're doing it. Cause it's, it's what they do. I, I genuinely really like talking to you. So I, I appreciate I, you I, making I'm, time.
1: I miss it when we don't talk and as we've often said and it is true um we we would do this um even if nobody listened and honestly Ben we're not in it for the money because uh, as far as I know we're not making any money on this show it we're it all losing money but it's but here's the thing uh it it gives us a, a platform and visibility and it's actually it's part of our job so yeah it is it is uh, and it's this, this is way more fun than writing fact sheets to be totally honest
0: oh my gosh it's way more fun and it and it gives uh, you know I, I do feel like it gives people something different, right? Like not only is it more fun than writing fact sheets, but it's not another fact sheet and, and we could do other things. And you and I, we, this is the thing that we do. So thanks. Yeah. Thanks again. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> What else to say i was yeah, like no, that, was no. I got, yeah. I that was it i got that was it yeah. all right well we don't, we don't have a a boilerplate of uh this has been another episode like, like of the risky other show not. exactly yeah. exactly maybe we should do that No, no we don't we don't do that on this show we this uh, one's not on this form. show we get to dither on this show exactly yeah this <laughs> one's this one's different this is behind the scenes risky or not uh cool all right i got that i did have to reinstall call recorder at the start of this oh, but but no. it's i checked like you know, immediately after we start started, I was like, "Yes, it is recording. It's all working."
1: I, you know, I thought I was going to, but it just took Call Recorder a little while to pop up. So. It,
0: mine t- is taking much longer now too. Um, I okay, so I told you about uh, doing putting Big Sur on my laptops, and I love it, and it's beautiful.
1: Except that the your Google font is messed up.
0: Uh, no, no, it's my Google font on Catalina on my old. Oh, my, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not the new one. I so. Um, and both my new laptops have the Google font that I like, so hmm. it's it's something related to that. Um, but uh, my my iMac, which is controlled by the the elves and trolls um, in the IT world at NC State, I am not allowed to put uh, Big Sur on. And I will read to you uh, the um, the message because I got special permission, Don, to put on um, uh, Catalina back a couple of months ago. Like, like literally I had to ask, like, I will not be able, like I, I can do this. I am very, I need it for my work. I need yes. it for my work. Um, Hey, uh, name redacted <laughs> my, my email, but sometimes they're really funny with my emails. Hey, name redacted new OS, same request. Can you allow me to download and install big, Sur? Hi, Ben. I won't, don't need to redact my name. This is the response. We have Big Sur locked out as of now for the foreseeable future until hardware and software compatibility can be tested with our management system. It is going to be a while, but I can keep you posted on when that might be. If you have any other questions, please let me know. Thanks. Yeah. I, I mean, I have another question. Uh, just give me Big Sur. Oh, I guess that's... that's yeah. com- I have a comment and a question. Um, the, my comment is just give me Big Sur. <laughs> I don't actually have a question.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I have, uh, I, oof, I am, I am, I are, but uh, I don't want to, I don't, I, mean, I don't want to, uh, they got a anyway. job,
0: they have a job and it's not, they're, they're, they're not doing this their to, job. Uh, yes.
1: Yes. Their job is not to help me. No. Nope. Their job is to, for me to do stuff to make their life easier, Yep. which is just, so I, yes. Yeah, so I, I've been going round and round with a particular, uh, it person and neighbor, neighbor I, he, just, he, 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 <laughs> just grinds my gears. I don't know what it is. I think anyway, I don't, I I don't want to talk about this online. Um, but I'm just, I'm just so, so goddamn tired of (laughs) like the university. Like here's the thing, Ben, we are the university, right? If you and I and people like us stopped doing our jobs, there would not be a university, but you know what? If the, if it went away, we could still have a university and and it would mostly work just fine (laughs) until somebody got hacked.
0: I'm big (laughs) sir right now. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, 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 you need to figure out a reason why you need it for your work. Well, like so there's, and you know. I, I was able to convince them that I needed Catalina for my work. And and so mm-hmm. I, I'll go back on this. I was like, look, my um, the uh, um, uh, GarageBand is not working anymore. The the old version. I need the new version of GarageBand, and it won't run on anything but Catalina. And so I said, this, this goes back in August. Can I upgrade my iMac to Catalina? I tried yesterday and got a message saying I wasn't allowed to said, uh, hey, we have Catalina blocked as for now for app comp- compatibility because of issues with users upgrading while working remote. And I was like, okay, I know. And then, but he did, he threw me a bone. He said, I know you can get an install without issue. So if you forward me your serial, I should be <laughs> able to remove the block from oh, your nice. machine. And I was like, okay, cool. Thanks. Here's the serial. Oh. And then, um, and he, then he checked back in, he was like, how was it? And I was like, great. Um, you know, he said, I had sent a command to your machine to release the lock. Let me know if you have any problems. And I was like, thanks. It was, works great. So that's why I started this conversation. Same ah. new OS, same request, unlock it. I'm ready for the, give, let me, let me have the big one. Give me the big sir. So, and they, and they don't have that same lock on my, on my laptop because I, because of other reasons. Cause, hmm. cause we'll be, and it's all because of how you get it. Right. So the iMac, I had to order through Apple cause we do a group buy, but the laptop uh, yep. I could buy through the bookstore and then there's no, there's no lock. So, right. And
1: it comes with Sir Big Sur cause you can't get it without it. Cause exactly. it's Apple. Yeah. Right.
0: Cause they don't, cause they don't mess around. So, eh, yeah.
1: so did you, so did you, so did you get your request granted?
0: No, I'm, I'm in limbo. I got, so now I'm, oh. I'm running two, two OS's. I got, I got OS. Oof. Yeah. I got Catalina on. Um, and, and now it just feels old yeah. now, I, got, I got old OS on, on my That's... iMac with my big screens with my, I got, I got like a nice, uh, 34 inch, uh, curved, uh, LG for 4k, you know, screen plus my iMac. I got a whole, I got a whole setup now. Um, and, but it's running though, no big sir. It's got, it's only Catalina. And then I got Catalina on my laptops. Or not, Cataly Big Sur on my laptops, and Big Sur is beautiful. It reminds me of my of my iPad. It's it's everything I want. (sighs) So funny how just it's like like yesterday I got derailed by the wrong Google font. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I don't. It's just it's just what happens. Uh, Okay, so let's let's try and do this again before the holidays. Sounds good. Um, could you? When did we? First of all, tell me when we decided we were going to do a food safety talk.
1: You mean risky or not?
0: Sorry. When did we say we were going to do risky or not? Was it the 17th?
1: Very good question.
0: I know you asked to move it to like. I know.
1: No, we're doing it a week from today. We're doing it, uh, December 11th, oh, 930.
0: Whew, good. Okay. So, cause I'm looking at, uh, for some reason I thought I'd put it on the, on the, yes, it's there. 930 on the 11th. Um, would you be interested on the 17th, uh, in the morning on doing food safety talk?
1: Yes. So, oh, um, I have, no, I, I've got, I've got meetings, unfortunately,
0: Would you be interested on doing it on the 18th in the any time before 2 p.m.?
1: Um, that is the day we are possibly closing on our house. How about it? That's no good. I don't, and I don't know what that even means because I think it's all digital. But well, you know what? Let's let's why don't we schedule it for the morning? Okay. Uh, What uh, nine o'clock?
0: Sure. Yeah, I I literally have you know yeah nine o'clock is perfect. FST two twenty seven nine a.m.
1: Yeah. And then I'll, I'll let you know if we need to move it.
0: Okay. Yeah. December 18th,
1: December 18th, nine
0: o'clock. We're going to, you know, I'll play closing time.
1: Closing time.
0: Gosh. Awesome. (laughs) I don't think it was that. I'm not sure it's a falsetto song, but okay. Uh, That's just how I sing, Ben. (laughs) What a lovely voice you have. Uh, (laughs) No, I don't. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Okay, good. You know, there's, oh gosh. I I listened to a podcast where the guy who wrote Closing Time that it's like a one hit wonder yeah and he did something else and uh, Closing Time singer he now is oh, semi sonic Dan Wilson shit I gotta know I gotta know oh he, he's now a, a like a a song co writes things with people and in fact so that that song seems big right. Yeah, mm-hmm. he co-wrote "Someone Like You" with Adele. I think that guy oh. is super rich. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. So closing time would, would I'm sure they're like, oh yeah, you're you're pretty good at this. All of a sudden, you wrote the biggest world or biggest song in the world uh, for and one album of the, of the year. Um, gosh, yeah. So he, so that's what he does. He's like a co co writer, and that kind of surprised me. It was a great song, "Someone Like You." That was it's a great song. So it's closing time. Cool. Yep. Uh, he, he went to he went to Harvard. including yeah. – recording his name's Dan this. Wilson, by the way. Yeah, Dan I, I Wilson.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's also a member of the Minneapolis psychedelic rock band uh, Trip, Shakespeare.
0: Trip, Trip Shakespeare. Trip Shakespeare. Trip Shakespeare. Trip Shakespeare. Book bag. Trip Shakespeare.
1: Uh. <laughs> hey, I uh, I got I gotta go. I okay. got to, I gotta I gotta hard out for meeting with my graduate students. Cool. But all
0: right, I got I, I got this. I will edit. Um, I got time. I I will get this up probably before I go pick Jack up from school at two. So, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I got, I got
1: a bunch of titles and I'll put the show notes in the usual spot.
0: Awesome. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.